is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have a dream come true? That was Cannibal Adley and Nancy Wilson with the super-duper upbeat Happy Talk. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is the place, I hope you know by now, where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we bring someone who is shaping the world of business, and we call them business shapers. I'm really pleased to say my business shaper today is the intriguing... Sven Hughes, and you will find out why he's intriguing. He's the founder and group CEO of a business called Verbalization. And Verbalization is a strategic communications consultancy with quite a big twist. You'll be hearing all about how this man is talking about communications as a science rather than an art, and I think that's interesting. In addition to hearing from Sven, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice, I hope, for your business. And then we got some fantastic music today from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul. Zara McFarlane, Ibrahim Malouf, both are in there, and so is this one from Billy Taylor. That was uh, Billy Taylor with I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel To Be Free. Sven Hughes is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers. And as I said, he is the group CEO and founder of a business called Verbalization. And whenever we talk about the world of communications, people usually go, well, what does that mean? You're in the world of communications. He's here to tell us about his journey to that very place. Hello. Good morning, Elliot. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for the invitation. Give me the um, elevator pitch about what verbalization is, and then we're going to get into how you came about um, with this business idea and business model. Very simply, we use words. We verbally engineer language to create specific behavior change in, in an audience. So uh, speaking the right way to create hopefully beneficial change for our clients. Now, you've been doing this for six years, this particular business, is that mm-hmm. right? And just about then, I think 2011 mm-hmm. is when you found it. Just give me a sense of the clients that you can talk about, because I, I love the fact that some of them we can't talk about, so we won't. But for the ones that you can say publicly on the record, so people have a feel for the kinds of people and organisations you work for. Uh, we, we're very lucky to have uh, News UK as one of our clients. So we represent uh, The Times, Sunday Times, uh, The Sun we're working with. We've worked with uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, but then right through from, from media across to new on energy, in in a, a neighbouring European country, um, through to other FMCG brands around the world. I mean, we, we work across 120 countries now, so it's a, a range of disparate clients from the financial sector through to uh, to media, FMCG, energy, a whole range of diverse sectors. And as I understand it, you also work in the political space. It's whether it's with prime ministers or presidents or royal households, militaries, government departments, and so on. Which obviously we we probably can't say who's who, although you maybe you can refer to a couple. 
Yes, I mean, we, we have I actually own two companies. There's Verbalization on the one hand, and then there's uh, a second company, which is Global Influence. And that's where we, we do the, the, uh, the governmental work and the, the charity work and, and NGOs. So we have been quite active in uh, countering uh, ISIS, Daesh uh, online uh, with a range of charity clients in that space. And, uh, and it seems to be having a, a good effect and, and delivering results. How did you get into this part of the communications world? Because it is a, a, a specific strand. Just explain briefly how you got to the point where you said, I'm going to make a science, as I mentioned earlier, out of the, the way that words are put together. It was a convergence of, of two things. I was, I was working in marketing for, for, for many years as a copywriter up to, to uh, creative director, uh, working on traditional big brand campaigns. Um, but at the same time, I was uh, a reserve soldier um, in psychological operations. And it was really just understanding that, first of all, those two worlds were actually very similar, which was facing a verbal future. Um, so in the defense space, you know, blowing people up wasn't necessarily the most effective way of, of winning hearts and minds. What was much more engaging was to have a conversation with people. Uh, similarly, in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the communication space of marketing, a lot of the, the, the tide was moving towards words being much more effective than pictures. Um, if you think really actually over the last 10 years where technology has gone in terms of online, viral, now with speaking technologies uh, in, in your house, if it's Amazon or Google who are placing them there, um, really the power of words is, is the space to, to be working in, I assessed uh, some years ago. Um, but then you have to do that responsibly. It's all very well saying, I think this will work, or I, I, I like that idea. It's much more difficult to say, assessed based on the evidence, this is the right thing to do uh, for your brand. And so what we've really tried to do in, in both arenas, marketing and, and the defence space, is look at the science of language, decoding the audience very rigorously, and then encoding language to, to ensure that it's relevant and resonant for that particular audience. Stay with me to find out how the science of language has unfolded, and it will unfold right before your very eyes very shortly. Uh, time for some more music before we go back to Sven, our business shaper today. This is Sarah Vaughan with One Mint Julep. That was Sarah Vaughan with One Mint Julep. Sven Hugh is my business shaper today, the founder and group CEO of Verbalization, and also Global Influence, which I, I hadn't mentioned, but I'm pleased you did mention it. You said quite a few things there in terms of the, the build-up to where you arrive, where you said the power of words is really important. And the world of psychology meets the world of marketing. And, and if you go back into the 50s and the 60s, it was when psychology, I believe, started to play a role in marketing and how people thought about this thing they used to call the art of persuasion you're now obviously you've you've kind of taken that to to another level i just want to understand though before you set this business up you said you were a reservist at what point did you start doing that and why what drove you to and, and tell me a little bit about which area of, of the military you've been involved in 
Um, okay, well, I, I joined the uh, Territorial Army because, for, like many other people, you know, I wanted to do my bit. Um, I was uh, originally in military intelligence, then in psychological operations, and then uh, supported special forces uh, as well. Um, but always with a particular aim, which was to more effectively use language to affect behavior change. And, and of course, that's become more and more apparent and uh, important within any defense force, if it's if it's countering Russian hybrid threats or if it's um, looking to, to find stability and, and, and peace in parts of the Middle East, it's not necessarily going to be achieved by, by uh, what we call kinetic activity, by war fighting. Mm. It has to uh, at least end, if it doesn't start, it has to end with people sitting around a table and talking to each other. So if we, if we know that that's where we end up, let's start with the end in mind and start creating the language that can enable peace more effectively than conflict. Now, that's all really important stuff, and I understand why you would be interested in the application of, of um, your brain mm -hmm. and your endeavours to that. It's much lighter when you move that into the commercial world. What was the... I, I don't mean in terms of the theory. I mean in terms of the absolute uh, outputs. Mm, your outputs here, we're talking about peace, though. Yeah. Peace and... How does peace square with selling more newspapers oh, for you? No, no, absolutely. I mean, I think... I think let's take the Times as an example. It was a, a client that, that uh, we've been working on recently. You have a, a marketplace there where sales are going down, digital subscriptions are going down. You know, it's, it's essentially a, a market that's managing decline. But by properly understanding the audience, by properly taking the time to deep listen to them and using our, our methodology called RAID, which is Rapid Audience Insight Diagnostic, which is a, a long way of saying uh, finding the right language, the right way of understanding the audience's mm -hmm. psychology to really be relevant to them, uh, we've played a part in kicking that trend and and the times now has you know uh, an upturn in subscriptions i think the the largest in the sector an upturn in digital paid subscriptions and the, the difference there is people are getting quality news in an environment of fake news I think that's tremendously important. I mean, we, we choose our, our, our clients carefully, you know, but that's something very well, I'm proud and, of. You know? And that's I mean, what I want yeah. to ask about choosing clients carefully, because mm. many people I meet, you know, they're making a buck. Mm. And that, and I, I applaud that, and it creates, it creates wealth, and there's all those other things with jobs and so on and so forth. It sounds to me like the principles are important to you. Is mm. that a fair comment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, And why then? Why, Sven? Why, why do you care whether it's a good organisation to work for or not? Well, it's, I, I hope very much it's a good organisation in terms of the enjoyment of working in the organisation. But I mean in terms of your yeah. clients. But in, in terms of the clients, I think we've got a very powerful uh, system here that's demonstrably delivering very significant results for our clients. You know, it's often into treble digit increase in their sales, or their, their, um, and that was true when we worked for the FT and for the Times now, for the, the energy company we work for, you know, double treble digit results. With that in mind, let's start with the clients that we feel strongly about and passionately about. So if that's making sure that people have uh, or understand the value of news, the value of being well-informed rather than just informed, at the moment in the world, uh, if you look across the, the pond to America, perhaps they need more of that. You know, And that's that's a very important thing to do. Similarly for the energy company we're working with, uh, Nuon, you know, who are making a real effort to move from grey to green energy. We think that's fantastically important we we would and and we're very excited to be part of that of that journey with them 
there are other clients, yes, that come and knock on our door that want representation that we don't sometimes go with. But, but you know, I think people self-select the agencies that they want to represent them. And people are quite clear of what we're trying to achieve, which is, yes, significant results, but significant results for clients that we believe in. I'm going to find out later why that's so important to you, though, because you, you're excellent at answering the question a certain way. And that's good because that's the power of words for you. Sven Hughes, my business shaper here. Um, and I said he was intriguing and indeed he is. Founder and Group CEO of Verbalization, also Global Influence is part of that. Latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, from our program partners for your burgeoning business. And by the way, they're from Mishkondare. My name is Sharon Tan. I'm a partner in the employment team at Mishcon Durea. And at Mishcon, we advise all sorts of clients. Um, one minute we will be advising a global corporation. The next, it will be a senior executive. And the next, it will be an entrepreneur who's just starting out in business for the very first time with the latest new idea. But one thing that's common to all of those businesses, big and small, is social media. We live in a digital age. And obviously that brings some very significant benefits and advantages from a business perspective, but it also brings with it significant risks, particularly when you introduce the unpredictable factor into the equation, which is of course human nature and sometimes human error. So employees of all levels these days have a presence on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, to name but a few. And um, whenever they post on social media, they're obviously representing themselves personally. But in certain situations, they're also representing the employer, whether they mean to or not. And in those circumstances, there is the potential for significant damage to be caused to the business, irrespective of the size of the business, if the employee happens to say something that causes reputational damage. And so really a good piece of advice for all businesses, irrespective of size, is to make sure that the employment contracts are properly drafted, that the social media policy is in place, and that all of those things have been clearly communicated to the employees, so that everybody knows in advance where the line's drawn and what the sanctions are if somebody happens to cross the line. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday, I'm very lucky I get to talk to someone who's shaping the world of business and they come from all sorts of places and they're doing all sorts of things. Sven Hughes is my business shaper today and he is the man behind the business called Verbalization and also a business called Global Influence and he believes that words are important and he doesn't just believe that they could, that should be applied to anything. They should. He believes they should be applied to conflict situations as well as businesses he deems to be worthy, as it were. Now, I just want to understand, um, I asked you about why you joined the territorial army and why you were a reservist and you talked about doing your bit and then we talked a little bit about the certain organizations that you work for and some that you won't where do you think that sense of what's right and what's wrong comes from how were you brought up were you brought up to believe that there was a right way of doing things yeah first of all i think i pushed back a little bit on on the sense of the clients that we've deem worthy. I mean, I think let's not be too uh, overinflated about this. We, we just uh, choose clients, yes, that have a, a ideally a moral framework. We're quite clear about our moral framework. Does that come from, I mean, you know, cod psychology. I, I My father was a, a GP, perhaps that has something to do with it. I've seen a, you know, a male role model before me, which mm. was, uh, who was very interested in, in taking care of people or at least being a, a taking his role in society seriously as a member of society. I think as a company, we try and do that. We try and have a corporate responsibility. The people that, that fit well with our organisation are, are very politically aware. They're very socially aware. They're 
they, um, that's something we look for in our team and it's something that comes through in the work that they do. That's not to say we let that get in the way though of also having to, to deliver profit for our clients and bottom line for our clients. You well, know, this that, is, and yeah. this, this important thing as well, not just bottom line for your clients, but mm. for you, how much is the money, how much was the money a driver when you set the business up? Was there a sense I'm going to do my best here because I'm really interested in the financial returns? I'm sensing not massively. Mm. Is that is that right for you though, personally and therefore the business? No, that wasn't why I set up the company. I mean, the, the, um, the backstory of the company is I was on a particular day in Afghanistan in a trench where you know the conflict was happening around me and, and I saw little sort of blue triangles on the floor of the trench which actually turned out to be arrowheads from Alexander the Great which meant that in several thousand years we hadn't actually achieved more than Alexander the Great. At that moment, if you can call that an epiphany moment, there, there must be a better way of doing this and uh, the, the traditional conflict framework isn't the right way of doing it. Let's let's look at words. But similarly, morally, coming from marketing as well, the the I have a a, a concern that our, our marketing industry in many places, not all of it, but in many areas, is built on sand. You know, you may have very clever people sitting in a room and having a jolly good guess, but in many cases cases they haven't actually taken the time to really understand their audience, to really deep listen to their audience in terms of the motivations and the unmet needs of that audience. And um, so, you know, the two worlds collided in, in terms of the opportunity is a more responsible, a more effects based, a more um, demonstrable use of, of your marketing spend, if that's for whatever kind of client, so that you can actually demonstrate cause and effect between the intervention and the, the consequent behavior change of the audience. I, I think that's a, a good way to spend our time. Um, stay with me for more from Sven, my business shape today. Time for some more music. It's a cracker. It's one of my favourites. I always say that, but it's true. Ibrahim Malouf with Essential. was the big and beautiful uh, essential from Ibrahim Malouf. Sven Hughes is my business shaper. We've been talking about substance and marketing, not in a worthy way. I hasten to add Sven because he is smiling and he's a he's got a light side to him as well. But the book you've written, which I, I've read um, pretty rapidly, so I'm not going to pretend that I know every single last page, though. Chapter Nought was where I read about the blue the blue little arrowhead. Which I love the fact you had a chapter Nought that was quite original. The book is called? Uh, Verbalisation. Good. Clever. Yeah, it's, well, it's very simple. It's yeah. very simple. Um, what did you study out of interest, Sven? What was your... I, st- I studied film, originally film studies, at um, London, London College of Printing and Distributive Trades, as it was known. Over in Elephant and Castle. That's right, a long on time the, ago. On the roundabout. But, was... but where did the psychology and the interest in that come from? So I kind of touched on the justice piece. I understand mm-hmm. that you like marketing, but the psychology is a very interesting point. What, what's happened there? I was, I was lucky enough to work with some people that took that uh, care to underpin their campaigns with robust psychology when I was when I was uh, in the territorial army, so I owe a great deal to the to the TA. Had it not been for for being a part of the TA, I certainly wouldn't own a company now or two companies now. Um, so it was. Uh, I'm not a trained psychologist, although obviously uh, to be part of uh, psychological operations, we had to go through uh, basic training in in that. But then since then, it's been the last sort of ten fifteen years working uh, hand in hand with psychologists to really. Uh, design effective audience analysis that gets to the root of the problem, gets to the underlying 
cognition or driver. And this is really one of the issues at the moment, perhaps, that you can see illustrated in politics with political polling, which is much of that polling is perceptual rather than behavioural. So it's a bit like turning around to someone on the first day of January and saying, um, do you think you're likely to carry on going to the gym for the next few months? And of course, anyone will tell you what they think they're likely to do. Behaviourally, though, you need to get to the realistic behavioural triggers to say, actually, they're going to stop going to the gym in February or March. And that's what a lot of polling and a lot of advertising advertising uh, planning doesn't take account for. They they do questionnaires and they ask questions of their audience which are perceptual rather than asking the kind of questions that, that elicit behavioural uh, responses or at least data that you can use to, to elicit behavioural insights. So as we look back to the recent election, if you look at a few weeks before the, the election actually took place, you had a, a range of polls saying quite different things, from a YouGov poll to maybe a BBC poll or to, to, to other uh, polls that were available. Uh, that seems very strange to me that actually if you go to the same or similar audience you can have that much variation in your polling means that it's not the audience it's wrong it's your methods of capturing the intent of the audience that's wrong stay with me for my final chat with sven plus we'll be playing a track from zara mcfarlane that's after the latest traffic and travel jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mishkondorea it's business but it's personal night and day Zara McFarlane with Night and Day. Sven Hughes has been my business shape and will continue to be so up until 10 o'clock. I want to ask you one question more about the topic. You said that words become more powerful, and I'm, I personally love both words and pictures, and I believe that both can persuade. Um, the internet has, of course, through SEO and everything else that's, that's words-driven, meant that words become more important. But the primacy of film and the way that that is spread across the web and the way that that is the way that people converse, surely it's become much more important than it was 10, 15 years ago as well. No, um, strangely not, in, in, and all the evidence seems to suggest not. I mean, the first thing to think about is there's no pictures in the Bible, okay? But it's the biggest idea and the most transferred idea perhaps in the world in the last 2,000 years. You're not allowed to paint a picture of the Prophet Muhammad, um, but it's, of course, the fastest-growing religion in the world. It's all between the ears, and it's in, in the pictures that you paint in your mind is the real pictures you carry around with you. The fact that you can be ex- exposed to an image of a, of a funny kitten on, online and so forth is very transient. Our, our retinas take in, I think I'm right in saying, 27 hours' worth of visual imagery within a 24-hour period. We have so much bombarding us, multi-layered images. Our brains just can't take in all that information, and we rely on what's been known as sort of system one and system two processing you know we we get to our brains just sort of cut out a lot of stuff and go to quick cognitive biases saying oh i kind of like that i don't like this words on the other hand are sort of the unexplored area still of 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 the science of communication but actually they're the most powerful if you think of peer-to-peer recommendations it's the most powerful form of recommendation if you think as a set of where branding technology is going in-house with spoken word technologies uh, um, like echo and other other ones are available you know that's going to a non-picture space Mm. um 
so there, this, it's not to say it has to put down images entirely, mm. but the real potential still is within the audio space. And otherwise you get into an arms race uh, between brands where they just sort of outspend each other to get as much visual collateral hitting your eyeballs in, in the, the period of time they've got available with you. That's not, that's not anything other than throwing good money after bad. And it sounds like you're clear on your purpose and the business's purpose. I mean, you just articulated it pretty much. I would urge you, if you get the chance, to go to hashtag not, a, not another brother, which is a very strong piece of film, which I watched around 65,000 people have watched the film I saw, at least on the YouTube bit. I'm sure many more have watched that. But it's um, one and a half to two minutes about the, a, a, a particular situation. Well, that, that's, uh, I mean, it, it, that's a, a small piece of work we did for a, for a charity that approached us to... Uh, disrupt the recruitment of young Muslim youth in this country by the terrorist organisation Daesh ISIS. Um, we did it for free as a as a piece of work uh, to demonstrate the effect of our techniques. And it, I can assure you, it's much more than sixty five thousand. Sure. Five hundred million people were exposed uh, through five hundred million media impressions in the mm. first seven days internationally on that campaign. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I've enjoyed hearing about the Truth Shock. Um, I think the book is really good. It's really interesting. It's pretty. It's pretty in de- there's detail there. There's some substance there, um, and it's a it's a it's a good read. And I uh, applaud you for trying to transform the marketing world. Thank that's, you. That's no bad thing. Um, Sven Hughes, a guy with real purpose, someone who joined the Territorials, someone who had an epiphany on the battlefield, as it were, someone who really saw the connectivity between psychology and marketing, and someone who was given his organisation, therefore, great purpose. Really interesting stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place, 9am sharp here on Jazz FM for another edition next Saturday of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017.